Hi, it's Caroline, and you're listening to Get a Clue, Stories of Business. That's my podcast about restructuring, change, and transformation management. You know I love to talk about pop culture, I love to talk about historical figures, and I draw on my very own experience in change management and life uh, as inspiration for this podcast. I haven't recorded an episode in a week, and let me tell you, my inner critic wants me to shut up and not continue recording. So be aware of your inner critic when you engage in new creative endeavors. And that pretty much brings me to the topic of today's episode. I want to share with you what it took to write the manuscript for a book on change management and also who inspired me to do so. And for that, we need to um, go back to October 2023 and my trip to Toronto. I went to Toronto to attend a conference and I've only been there once before. Actually, my parents or my French mom and my late German dad lived in Toronto in the late 60s and early 70s for two years, uh, five years. I'm sorry. A word has it that uh, they actually met at a German French party. I need to ask my mom whether that's actually true or whether that's a family myth. So I went to Toronto. I hopped on a plane. I boarded the plane in Frankfurt and I sat next to a man who looked very Italo-American to me. He looked like he might live in New Jersey or New York State. He wore one of these, you know, puffy winter jackets. I think either it was a, a turquoise winter jacket or red, I don't quite recall. And so I actually asked him whether he was from the States. Turned out he was Canadian. He had migrated to Toronto 30 years before. He was in his early 60s and he had migrated there when he was 32. And we swapped life stories. Uh, he told me about his son, his sisters, and also his grandmother, the family matriarch who had pretty much raised him. He confided in me that his son was spending uh, some of his money because he continued to give his kid money, at which stage I said, look, you need to let your son grow up. He's 32. It's time for him to make his own money mistakes. And I only said that because I was once a co-founder of a startup on personal finances and investing for women. And believe me, I have made my own fair share of money mistakes in this lifetime. We then uh, talked about my life. He was curious. He wanted to know what I do for work, where I've lived, etc. So I shared these stories with him and he told me, you need to write a book. And at first I didn't really take it seriously, but he said, no, no, people will find this interesting. You should write a book. So I said, okay, I'll do that. He promised he would look for the book online. And that's how we left the plane. I don't actually know his name. He doesn't know mine, but uh, I'm sure he'll find the book. And I would like to thank him for this conversation. And that's why I wrote a book uh, on change management. In early November, it kind of struck me that I hadn't really uh, accomplished a big professional milestone uh, this past year. Quite the contrary, it felt like I had dedicated quite some time to dedicating uh, to maintaining a house, redoing a, a, a front yard. I mean, a lot of you know um, activities that are usually not part of my remit or part of my professional expertise. And I just wanted to end the year on a high note. And that's why in the beginning of November, I said to myself, okay, Caroline, it is time to write that book. You have to know that uh, non-fiction books usually uh, encompass 50 to 80,000 words. 
I researched that at the beginning of the process and I decided that 50,000 was enough. I didn't want to aim for um, a longer book and also given um, people's, you know, short attention spans. I mean, I can attest to that myself, spending way too much time on Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn. I feel like 50,000 is quite uh, an endeavor and quite a good milestone to hit. Um, I have to admit, I didn't start from scratch. Throughout the years, I had published articles about change management and psychological concepts on medium.com. That's a blogging platform. I had also written a couple of articles for my own consulting website. So I pretty much started out at 13,000 words, if not 15,000, because in the end, I also incorporated some elements from my master thesis on rejuvenating one's um, creativity uh, as a professional. So as someone who has worked in big corporations for a long time and whose creativity might not have had enough space to flourish, so to speak. So that was it. I started at 13 to 15,000 words and inspired by an article that I had uh, read about somebody who had actually dictated an entire novel in 22 hours, I pretty much dictated half of the content into Word documents. So I didn't only write, I realized that I was quicker when I actually dictated the content into Word. And uh, what also happened is inspiration just hit me. I found myself waking up at 6 or 6.30 a.m. on a Saturday morning wanting to write, or I went to bed at 11 p.m., but I already um, captured some of my ideas uh, for the next sections in my iPhone. I also walked to my favorite cafe in Hanover, where I had an apartment last year, so in 2023, and all of a sudden thought about Edie Piaf and her song La Vie en Rose, and then I remembered that I had attended a girl boss rally in LA. And then I thought about, okay, isn't that a good idea for, you know, your chapter on bottom up transformations. And so like a lot of things just came to me. I feel like once you're in the flow, you just go with it and you jot down notes. Keep in mind that I um, took 10 to 12 days to finish working on the manuscript. And I was able to do so because I didn't have any projects to work on. So I was free to dedicate my life and my time to writing this manuscript. And plus it was November, bad weather in Germany, right? It's gray, it's rainy. Like what else are you gonna do? Um, except for business development, you and you know, writing that book. So those were positive um, factors that helped me wrap up the book quite quickly. I did incorporate uh, the articles that are already written in the previous four to five years, that was very helpful. And then I also, in the middle of the process, started using some of my project management expertise by basically um, creating an overview in Excel, um, noting or um, writing down which sections I had already written, how many words per section, and then also whether I had already uploaded that particular section into Grammarly or not. And that brings us to some of the tools that I used to write this book. I'm not a native speaker, so I use Grammarly.com. I uploaded all of the different sections of the book into Grammarly, and then it corrected grammatical errors. It helped me to, um, to gain more clarity or to make the script sound 
uh, more intuitive and precise. And that was certainly a good idea. Something else I did was to enlist uh, a very experienced editor. In my case, I chose a person that's based in New York City. I wanted an American English editor, somebody who had already edited books uh, relating to startups, um, business management, and change management. And I found that person on readsea.com. That's a marketplace for editors and story writing. Um, she did not only copy edit the manuscript, so she did not only correct any grammatical mistakes I had made, but she also did um, um, a more comprehensive edit, making sure that the script um, had a good flow, that my arguments were logical, that there were enough um, connecting elements between the different chapters, etc. All in all, we worked together for five weeks. So from the end of November, when I was done with my script until the beginning of January. And then another recommendation I share with you is to enlist better readers. Ideally, you find representatives from your potential client group. So the people that will eventually read and buy your book and ask them to provide you with feedback throughout the process. In my case, I have two better readers. One of them is a head of change. The other one is a very experienced senior executive, uh, senior coach. And uh, they're reading the script now and providing me with feedback. Admittedly, the head of change shared some of her challenges with me in September, October, November, and actually even based some of the book's sections on her questions and my answers to that. Because you want to make sure that you have product market fit when you write a book like this. If I were to repeat the entire process, I would actually write one chapter of the book, send it to the better reader community, incorporate their feedback, do that with every subsequent chapter, and then only at the end uh, work with an editor. Keep in mind that you do not only write a book and share it with an editor, you also have to make it look pretty. So you need graphic designers who will help you design the ebook cover. And what I learned throughout that process is that with graphic designers on freelance platforms, even though I have used freelance platforms for a long time, for at least six years, you have to be very specific because at times you will work with a very talented graphic designer and be very clear about the instructions and they will still veer in a completely different direction. So you also have to account for feedback loops, you have to make sure that there is a certain process to it and transparency. That was my lesson from this process, from having worked with one very, very talented graphic designer and then and working with another one. I actually recommend to engage a PR specialist if you want the book to become a bestseller and to have a certain geographical reach. Uh, I have made up my mind whether I will do that or not because it's going to be a financial question because good PR experts are not cheap. Um, but I would seriously consider that if you wanted to write a book. And obviously, you also have to talk about the book the way I'm doing right now on the podcast, maybe also on LinkedIn. You have to um, elicit people's curiosity and ask them for feedback. And maybe you need a following. I don't have a following, but... I did write that book because I wanted to write the book because I felt like I had enough stories in me to share. And because it was such a creative endeavor and so much fun, quite honestly, that I just really enjoyed myself throughout the process. And I got very, you know, 
creative with it. I talk about leadership styles and compare the former PepsiCo CEO's leadership style with that of Napoleon Bonaparte. So basically just opposed uh, Indra Noyi's leadership style with that of Napoleon Bonaparte, the former French emperor, or I reflected on some members of the board and whether they're, you know, your next Mariah Carey in terms of, you know, being a diva and how you incorporate a diva in change management. Like I went all out. I had so much fun writing this book. And it, it, it certainly inspired me to the extent that I woke up, as I said, at 6 a.m. or 6.30 a.m. on a Saturday morning and just wanted to write. And uh, I'm the type of person, for me, ideally, I just get a project like that done within two or three weeks because I'm really good at execution, but I'm not good at doing something or uh, pursuing a project for a long, long time. So I think anything over 12 months is way too long for me. So people have different cadences and rhythms. And obviously, when you work full time, you really want to pace yourself and actually probably have a, a, a writing date with yourself or a sign up for um, online writing classes or even, you know, just a mastermind that will help you write two evenings per week, knowing full well that others do as well. I mean, there's so different, many different ways to approach the subject. I do think that a process and having a, a plan is a good idea. Ideally, I would have reverse engineered this particular goal. I didn't because I was so focused on just getting it done that I didn't need to motivate myself to do so. If you do it for a longer time period, then I suggest you reverse engineer the goal. The goal is to write a book and you can totally write a book. It just takes a lot of planning and many milestones that you can achieve, such as writing 1,000 words, writing 500 words, publishing an article, publishing another, etc. It is totally doable. I think your biggest obstacle is going to be your inner critic and maybe some self-sabotage. But other than that, writing a book, a manuscript is doable. And that's my story. It all started with meeting a stranger on the plane who then encouraged me to go for it. And it... I couldn't have done it with all the people that I just mentioned. I couldn't have done it without Mariah Carey and Invanoyi and Napoleon Bonaparte, Edith Piaf, the Girlboss Rally, so many different people that I talk about. Heidi, Heidi, the <laughs> that's 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 something only Germans and Austrians will understand. Heidi, who is this Austrian girl who was the hero of a TV show that I watched when I was a kid. Like all of these different figures, you know, like real life figures and imaginary people helped me and inspired me to write this book. Probably even my parents, because I probably wouldn't have attended the conference in Toronto if it hadn't been for them. Ah, and also my brother, obviously, because I also talk about him in the book. So a book is creative. A book is very much you, especially when you try to talk about processes that, you know, at first glimpse, they're so functional. It's change, it's transformation. But we know that change and transformation is all about people, human beings, feelings, emotions, getting things done. And I think it's okay to get inspired by people, you know, imaginary ones and real ones when you write a book like this. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you wrote a book yourself, if you're in the process of doing so, it doesn't matter whether it's about mechanical engineering saving the world or slow fashion please let me know what helps you also obviously if you have any comments and feedback please let me know i'm eager to receive that and thank you so much for listening